Hello and welcome. My name is Ryan Johnson, and this is the Saltcast. And today, I welcome the one and only Paul Johnson. That's right. I'm sure there are lots of other Paul Johnsons out there, but uh, <laughs> it's good to be here, Ryan. Um, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but every time, like, I go to the doctor or pharmacy or something that they're required to know my name or like I'm renting skis from this local or any outdoor equipment from a local renter at yeah. college here. And it's like, Hey, what's your name? Ryan Johnson. Okay. Oh, there's like 5,000 Ryan Johnson's in here. <laughs> what's your birthday? Oh, there's still like 15. Like what's your, like, do you ever experience that? I have experienced it from time to time um, because Paul is a common name and Johnson, of course. I mean, there's lots of Johnsons out there. Oh, <laughs> everywhere I go. and But I have yet to meet another Ryan Johnson in person. So, I'm trying to think if I've ever day. actually met a Paul Johnson or not. I don't know. That's a good question. I know of, of other Paul Johnsons. Yeah. I've heard of them. They exist, yeah. obviously, and there's millions of them because, you know, part of that system. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Paul, today, you know, I was looking at, you know, sales tax as a, as a keyword and what people are, are looking for when it comes to sales tax. And the number, one of the num top questions asked is how do I calculate sales tax? So I was looking at all the different articles and the top ones they're finding is, is just a simple sales tax calculator. So you put in like a, a sales like, well, I purchased a, you know, hundred thousand dollar motor home. I want to calculate how much sales tax I'm going to owe so I can plan on, you know, on this. But I don't think that's what people are hoping to find because when you think about how sales tax is calculated, it can get pretty complicated. Yeah, for sure. Because sometimes, you know, especially with the new economic nexus deal and how that kind of complicates it. Cause now right. it's kind of based where your customer is. Yeah. And so, so I've got some questions. Sure. And when it comes to the calculation of the sales tax side, that's it exactly. I mean, Wayfair really imposes on businesses, right? As you establish economic nexus. So we talk about it all the time on these podcasts of before any state can require you to charge and collect sales tax, you have to first establish nexus. And nexus can be established through multiple different ways. Um but yeah, once you've established Nexus and you're responsible for collecting tax, I ran into a customer, a client of ours um, that we've been working with for a couple of months. I had another conference call with them uh, just recently. And they're charging and collecting sales tax through job form. Well, this was a first for me. I was like, I, I didn't know job form. You could, job you, form could that, huh? you could, have tax in there. And so, yeah, there are many different ways. But, um, but first, you got to establish Nexus, right? Right. So, I mean, that's kind of my first question is this can get complicated, especially if, you know, you are, 
you know, you're you're just no figuring out that you've got to start collecting tax. Um, but let's let's here's a scenario. So you have a physical location in one state, and you. It's like, do you? This is a a question we get: is do I collect? Um, like, what rate do I collect, and where do I collect, and do I have to collect the sales tax? Because um, if you're selling to someone else in a different state, yet you don't, you're not registered there. So, do you collect the sales tax there? Yeah. And then, what do you? What rate do you collect? Yeah. At like. Yeah. You know, uh, we could use a, a a pretty simple example of, um, you know, if you're if you're located in the state of Indiana, for example, or Michigan, uh, which has a flat rate sales tax across the entire state. Um, in Michigan, six percent, right? So if you are in Michigan and you're selling product. Uh, everybody knows you got to charge 6% sales tax on that uh, tangible personal property that you're selling. But what happens when you sell it to a customer who lives in Texas, for example? Well, Texas, uh, first and foremost, before Texas can require you as a, as a Michigan business or Michigan um, company to collect Texas sales tax, you first have to establish nexus, um, the economic nexus in Texas just – for informational purposes of $500,000 in total sales. They don't have a transaction threshold, so you have to sell more than $500,000 in total sales. But let's assume that you um, you know, you know, sell some pretty high-dollar stuff into Texas to customers that are located there. Maybe you're selling some high-dollar equipment or pieces of art or something, you know. And um, so, yeah, do I, do I charge uh, the 6%? sales tax that I know in Michigan or do I charge what what cha what tax do I charge and in that instance it's all based on the customer's location the customers located in Houston Texas well you're going to need to charge them the full 8.25 percent sales tax that's due in Houston um, and then when you file your Texas return you're going to report the 6.25 percent state tax to the to the state of Texas and then you're going to allocate the remaining two percent uh, to the Houston Transit, Houston MTA, um, on the applicable return or on the applicable form. And so it's always um, on interstate sales. It's always based off of where the customer is located. Where are you delivering the product? Where is the customer being uh, located? And where are they using the product? We have a lot of customers who are drop shipping product. Um, maybe the customer resides in Texas, but they want you to ship it to their to their location uh, in Louisiana. Well, now you have a delivery that's not going to Texas. It's actually going to Louisiana. And so it's not a Texas, it's not a Texas sale anymore. It's now a Louisiana transaction. So in drop shipments, drop shipments, uh, we've had a couple of podcasts on these as well, but drop shipments, it's always based off of where the customer is um, located where you're delivering the product to that's where it's going to be used and consumed and so if you know that the product is being delivered to Louisiana then uh, you would charge the Louisiana tax rate the other the third thing I would say is sometimes uh, you're not aware of where the item is being used and consumed um, 
I'll give you an example. I live in St. George, Utah, and uh, sometimes I drive down to Mesquite, and I'll play golf, and I'll stop in, you know, Walmart or wherever to purchase some, I don't know, a hat or some socks or something, right? And when I'm in Mesquite, which is in Nevada, across the state border, um, I purchased those socks or whatever from Walmart. Well, Walmart doesn't know that I live in Utah and that I'm going to use and consume the socks there in Utah. And so because I'm purchasing them from a retail location, I'm going to pay the tax due in Mesquite. And I'm going to pay that to Walmart. Walmart's going to remit that to Nevada and allocate it to Mesquite on the return. But technically, I live in Utah. And so when you bring product that you purchased to the to the state where you're going to use and consume it, then technically that's um, a use tax that would be due. Hey, I only paid 6%. I don't know what the tax rate is in Mesquite, but let's say it's 6%. Well, in St. George, 6.875 or 6.75 um, percent, technically I would owe an additional use tax because I used and consumed it in Utah. So yeah, when it comes to calculating tax, what tax to charge and what tax to collect, man, it gets messy, doesn't it, right? <laughs> Jeez, I can now see why this is like the number one question. And I can see like that's, well, one of them, it's like number two that's searched. You know, and there's a lot of traffic there because it does get complicated. And it's yeah. probably frustrating because you can't find the answers. Yeah. So let me see if I can try to sum this up a little bit. So sure. it's like back when you're looking at the Michigan example you gave. So you live in Michigan. It's got a flat rate and you're selling it to Texas. Um, it's like you will not collect the sales tax on that purchase unless you are registered and you've met you know, any kind of nexus, physical or economic nexus thresholds. Yeah, if you collect the tax and you're not registered, well, that's a big no-no, right? Tax collected, right. unremitted uh, fraud and could end up in an orange jumpsuit, worst case scenario. So you definitely want to get registered if you're going to collect the tax. But anybody can collect it, quite honestly. I mean, anybody can add it to the invoice and just about everybody... Uh, you know, expects to pay sales tax these days, it seems. <clears throat> and it's a rarity that you can go to an online website and not pay sales tax from what, from my right. perspective anyway. So um, what what would the sales tax return look like then? Is that like uh, in – well, I guess we could just in general, is, is – do the states require to report all sales – on the sales tax return. So like you're in Michigan, do they require you to, to tell them every sale they've made? So including the Texas sales, because you're going to be calculating the amount of sales tax due on that return, um, you know, based upon your total sales, you know, is, would that Texas sale be like an exempt sale? Oh, you're return? talking about on the Michigan return itself? Right, right. I mean, some, you, mm, that's a tricky question. Under audit, 
I think um, in your home state in Michigan, Michigan would prefer that you report all sales from your home state, regardless of where they were shipped to, and the tax implications thereon. They would they would um, like you to report all sales on that Michigan return. And we've run into this a couple of times: California, New Jersey, Massachusetts, where the company is headquartered there, and they're only reporting on their return the sales made inside that state. That's my opinion, personal opinion, um, is that on your return, you should only report what sales were made to your state. Right. Um, some states have an actual deduction or an exemption uh, on the form itself for out-of-state sales or sales that were shipped outside the state, um, and you can take that deduction. The reason that they do this from a sales tax perspective is just for audit purposes when they're trying to make certain that you've reported all the sales to the state. But truthfully, you know, outside of your home state, there's there's really no way that Texas is going to be able to track down and understand and fully comprehend, right, that, that I reported all the sales. So they're going to take a GL download. They're going to take a transaction report from – your, your ERP or your shopping cart, and that's what uh, is going to be audited. And so truly, Texas is only concerned about Texas sales. If it's a Louisiana dropship, like I mentioned earlier, then it's not a Texas sale. That's a Louisiana sale, and it's you know not to be audited by the comptroller. Gotcha. So in, in this case, well, this, this example is for someone who – is this is not on a marketplace facilitator so someone on their own website maybe they yeah. have their own warehouse where they're shipping their goods out or they have a you know a, a base retail location that they ship product out from mm -hmm. because if they're if they're using a marketplace facilitator then there's really they're going to be collecting sales tax everywhere because that's you know like amazon is going to collect that sales tax on your yeah. behalf and remit it yeah Every state at this point has enacted that marketplace facilitator legislation. So if you sell through a marketplace facilitator, I mean, Missouri goes into effect January of next, of 2023. So we got another yeah, month. It, yeah. And maybe <laughs> we do, you know, next week's podcast on that specifically. There so you go. people are, are aware and they can start making those necessary yeah. updates to their system. But on um, your sales, you're only required to report the sales made to that state. So on your Texas return, you would just report, here's all my Texas sales, all the shipments that I sent to Texas to my Texas customers. If the shipment, like I said, was a drop ship and it was shipped to Louisiana, then you would report that sale to Louisiana uh, on the Louisiana return. So, Gotcha. So um, my next question is then, you know, most – if you're selling online, you know, most – no online selling platforms. I don't know what they call them, like Shopify, or mm -hmm. whatever they choose. Like you mentioned, Jotform now has the ability to collect sales tax. Yeah, it's like how would you get the right rate? Where would you even find yeah the rates? Well, depending on the the shopping cart that you utilize, um, or if you have an integration with your ERP. Or if it's, um, you know, like QuickBooks has the ability of, of integrating with a number of automated solutions, or you could just integrate it with a, a tax rate chart. 
um, that you update or up um, that you get updated often. Um, I'm aware of customers who just keep track of the rates for their customers. We don't have a lot of customers, and so we know where they're located. So every time we ship it to this customer in this state, then we know what rate to charge them. Um, you know, in Texas, for example, they have a, a sales tax rate lookup tool on their website. So you can go to the comptroller's website, just in their search engine on the comptroller's website, look up the sales tax rate lookup tool. And up it pops. You pop in the street address, the city, the state, and the zip code. And then it tells you, here's the rate that you need to charge. Hey, that falls outside the city limits, and so it's not subject to the city tax. It's only subject to six and a quarter, the state tax, because it's in a rural area. Uh, this one's inside the city limit, so you got to charge 8.25. You know, the very case, um, whatever the case may be. Not every state has that, um, unfortunately. So it just depends on your shopping cart and uh, the platform that you're utilizing. Um, there are a lot of automated solutions out there, or not a lot, but there are several automated solutions out there that will integrate with uh, through a custom API, or they're built. Like Shopify is built on the Avalara platform, and so Avalara and Avatax is integrated with Shopify. Um, and so every Shopify user can uh, take advantage of the Avatax platform. Amazon's uh, platform is built off of Vertex. So um, there are a number of them out there. We recently partnered with Seratax that has a custom integration with just about any uh, ERP or shopping cart, you can get a custom API integration. And so it really comes down to, you know, what what platform or, or software you're utilizing to charge um, customers or to collect invoice payments type of a thing. Um, and if you have a, a physical store or if it's all online, then most shopping carts these days have some integration with a, a rate engine. Worst case scenario, you you, caught, you you work with a company to get a sales tax rate table, um, and that gets updated, um, you know, it's annually or monthly or quarterly, however that, you know, zip to tax. Um, there's a couple of rate providers out there that you can subscribe to, and then they just keep you updated on any rate changes and things like that. Yeah, and <clears throat> depending on your product, could there be a different rate associated with it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you talk about, uh, if, I mean, general tan tangible personal property is going to be subject to the traditional sales tax rate. Um, you know, gone, it seems like gone are the days of an out-of-state rate versus an in-state rate, but there are still a few states that have it. Uh, Illinois has transitioned, for example, to out-of-state customers are now required to collect the retailer's occupation tax the full rate that in-state sellers are required to collect and so um, it, when it comes to taxability of specific items for sure um, some items are just exempt from tax some items are you know subject to a reduced rate in my home state here in utah food is subject to a reduced rate of three percent and so you know, i don't pay the full 6.875% or 6.75% when I go to this grocery store. Um, dietary supplements, clothing are two other more common ones that oftentimes are subject to a, a reduced rate or an exemption. Certain fact patterns exist. Um, so yeah, understanding the taxability of your products. If it's not, you know, a mouse or a mouse pad or a cup or a back scratcher or whatever the case may be, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just to list a few things. 
you know, that just adds the complexity, but the next level of complexity is that there's something like 11, between 11 to 13,000, you know, different taxing jurisdictions. You know, I read an article the other day where they indicated that there was over nearly 30,000 taxing jurisdictions. Oh. I don't know if people can actually, I mean, how, how do you really keep track? Can you really, no, can you really no. add them up? Maybe it's a fear tactic, you know. It's like I ah. think, I think, I think so. I think so. But but even then, even if there's only eleven thousand on the low end, yeah. I mean, and you have a lot of customers all over the country. That get can get pretty complicated. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, if you could use a table and download it, but yeah, um, you mentioned that you know sales tax rates can change but yep. how often do they change yep it's unknown we've seen them change middle of the month quite frankly <laughs> <laughs> more times than not they're changed uh beginning of the quarter or beginning of the year um but it's it, it's not uncommon i mean it's happened before we've seen it where yeah. uh dc just changes their rate mid-month mid-calendar years like what where is this coming from? How how are we supposed to? And then when it goes to reporting it, you got to report it under the old rate, and then report your new sales under the new rate. Oh, just a, a bit messy. So so does does the rate usually increase or does it decrease? More times than not, it's increasing. I mean, it is. Oh. It, it, we have seen it decrease, um, but it's much like uh, everything else. All prices go up. <laughs> so if you got your rates like five, ten years ago, and you've been using those same rates, I mean, you could have some serious liability there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, Texas has been, uh, I mean, some of the, these rates have never changed or haven't changed in decades, right? And so it's, right. it's possible that that's the case. But then you have also jurisdictions that get rezoned. Hey, now this is now inside the city limits mm. of Houston. The, the, the zoning you know, expands. And so what used to be outside the city limits is now inside the city limits for this tax rate. Or um, you know, maybe the, 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 state of, uh, the state changed the, the tax line. Um, you know, they rezoned for tax purposes, and now it's, you know, subject to a, an additional rate or a higher rate. But it is possible to have a lower rate. It's pretty uncommon from what I've seen. More times than not, it's right. a rate increase. Well, I, I just saw that, uh, you know, Texas will report, and I'm sure other states will too, just how much sales tax revenue they've collected each month. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like Texas just, you know, just looking up Texas and they like last month it was like three point nine billion dollars. Oh yeah. With the uh, you know COVID and twenty twenty and online sales going up and now e commerce, um, you know Wayfair affecting businesses more and more businesses are collecting sales tax. So I think uh, you know from an audit perspective, states are going to continue to audit and make certain that businesses are being in compliance. So. Being aware of what chart, what rate to charge, and when to charge it, it's difficult. But um, you know, once you get a basic understanding, I think it's pretty simple to comprehend. Um, and then it's just a matter of getting the right tools in place to, you know, stay on top of it. Yeah. So, so I guess to sum it up, what you need to know to calculate your sales tax is your nexus. You know where you definitely should need to understand your nexus it. footprint. 
got to know that because yep. that's where you're going to get the rate. So you got to know where your customers are at. Yep. Get the right rate. Make sure you're registered there. Don't yep. be collecting the sales tax if you're not registered. Yep. That's a whole other thing. Oh, that's, it gets messy. It gets really messy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it could be as simple as that, especially if you're not making a whole lot of sales to a whole lot of different customers. For sure. I mean, you could, you could manage that on your own. Yeah, we've worked um, with many small sellers who manage it on their own. Manage their own rates, manage when to charge it, when not to charge it. Uh, we've even seen, you know, where they offer different types of services and they know, hey, these services are subject to tax, these services are not subject to tax. So when I sell it into this state, I know I need to charge tax on here and not charge it here. So you don't necessarily need an automated solution all the time, but if you got high volume or high sales amounts, like, mm, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a yeah, really yeah. good idea. And at that point, it makes sense. Let's jump on a call. Let's talk about, you know, what you got going on. Let's talk about your nexus. Let's talk For about sure. taxability. Let's For talk sure. about how you're making these sales because that, you know, those three questions, you know, could really help in the direction you should be going and mm -hmm. what you should be doing. Awesome. Well, totally. thank you a lot, Paul. Absolutely. Uh, great podcast. Um, Thanks for having me, Ryan. And uh, we hope to see you on another one. We'll see ya.